in again, sister. No yellow will bust you wide open. <laughs> Well, Steve, I'm gone. You'll be the man of the show. Yes, sir. There'll be movies to watch, reviews to write, and mainly, there's the podcast. Yeah. Now, if you don't work it right, we'll be without listeners this winter. It's sure enough a man-sized job. Think you can handle old Jason while he he's recording the show? I'll handle him, or I'll bust his jawbone with a club. Ooh. Well, all right, boy. I'll, I'll see you this fall. Uh, Papa... You ain't forgetting this episode's movie. What movie? Now, Papa, you know I've been aching all over for a movie to review. I told you time and again. Well, what you're needing worse than a movie is a good co-host. Well, yes, sir, but what I'm wanting worst is a movie. A depressing foreign film. All right, boy. You act a man's part, and I'll bring you a man's movie. (laughs) Papa, how in the fuck am I supposed to act like a man? Well, you got a gun, don't you? Sure do, Papa. And you got your tired old co-host, old Jason, yonder, don't you? Yes, Papa. Well, I'm sure you'll figure it out. Now I'm off to the Sundance Film Festival. Come on, Ebert, giddy up. Oh, here, boy. Oh, what's this you tossed me, Papa? Why, it's a classic movie for you to review. Maybe it'll give you some ideas. Wink. You know, gun. Mm. Old Jason. Mercy killing. What what movie is this? Old Yeller? (sighs) All right. Hey, old Jason. Get on over here. We got a podcast to do. I'm coming. All right, hey everybody, welcome to Late Seating. I'm Jason Harding. <laughs> and I'm Steve Shives, all grown up. And we're here on the old movie ranch, and we're going to review a movie, aren't we, Steve? We sure are, old Jason, we sure are. Yeah, what movie are we going to review this time around? Oh, that heartwarming children's classic, beloved by people of all ages. Walt you D- mean boomers? <laughs> beloved by people born in the decade following World War II. <laughs> you mean the worst generation? <laughs> the, the most disappointing generation. Um, Walt Disney's classic, Old uh-huh. Yeller. Also known as Fuck All Animals! <laughs> <laughs> Life is Pain. <laughs> That's right, Old Yeller! That classic movie that everyone knows, but I don't know if everyone... I mean, I don't know how many people have actually seen the damn thing. It's yeah. referenced all over the place. I don't know how many people have seen it as as adults. I think a lot of us probably saw it as kids. And I know for me personally, th- sitting down to watch it to prepare for this is probably the first time in 25, 30 years that I'd actually seen it. This is the it. first time I've ever seen it. I, it was just like not on my radar. I yeah. was like, yeah, I want to watch that. I want to watch a kid shoot a dog. Oops, spoilers. Oh, no. I'm sorry, that's the only thing that anyone knows most people know about this movie. Yeah, that's yeah, when you say it's referenced, that's what they reference. Uh-huh. What they don't tell you is that there is a cavalcade of animal pain leading up to that point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a different time, really. Yeah, where it was okay to make two animals fight for the entertainment of other people. <laughs> yes. Dog fighting is illegal unless it's for a movie. Uh-huh. So I just want to make sure everyone understands. The year is nineteen fifty seven. 
Out of the classic movies that we could have reviewed, mm. The Seventh Seal, Ooh. Twelve Angry Men, Ooh. Paths of Glory. Oh my. But we chose this boomer nostalgia movie that has been compared by some reviewers to Star Wars and The Wizard of Oz as to its popularity and importance. Well, I mean, as far as popularity among, you know, people... A certain age range. Yeah, people yep. our parents' age, I would say it's definitely up there, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Hey, Steve. Yeah. Guess what its rating is on Rotten Tomatoes. W- what's its rating? 100%. That seems high. Well, it's only 17 reviews oh, as well. okay. Well, so, 17 yeah. out of 17 is still pretty good, I mean. Well, it's not bad. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you ready to hear about all the people that worked on this fucking... <sighs> I'm sorry. That worked on this movie. <laughs> Actually, I have I, I have a little bit of. Uh, it's not really. <gasps> you have trivia. It's not really trivia, but it's just some interesting oh. some interesting observations that I have at the onset of our uh, of our consideration. That the writer must have had a real hatred for nature. And- <laughs> Um, well, actually, what I wanted to what I wanted to mention before we before we get started with the you know the yes. cast and the review proper is that um, this this movie is built on a bed of lies because <laughs> as we hear in the all of a sudden I felt like I was in a liberal studies class in college. <laughs> yeah, it's revisionist film history. He's, Mr. Shives, you have you have written a report that you would like to read to the rest of the class. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> This is called Old Yeller or the Bed of Lies. <laughs> Dog Bed of Lies. <laughs> um, no, it's it's just some things that you know. Having seen the movie afresh now, strike me as kind mm-hmm. of kind of interesting. Like in 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 the uh, uh, the opening song, because all these Disney movies from the fifties, all these live action Disney kids movies, they all have to have a song, and they all sound exactly. Yeah. They all sound like the Davy Crockett theme song. Just yeah. You know, um, it refers to Old Yeller as a mongrel. Yeah, he's a mongrel. Yeah, except it's clearly a yellow lab. He's not a yellow lab. He is a mongrel. No, the dog that played him is a yellow lab. No, he's a he's a lab Rottweiler mix. That's bullshit. He's a yellow no, lab. No, he is. He's too he's too thick. That's bullshit. He's too big. He is... He's a huge lab if he's just a yellow lab. He is a Rottweiler not... lab mix. He's not a mongrel. He's a yellow lab. Look, you're the one that's obsessed with mongrelism. <laughs> not me. <laughs> I accept the dog for what he is. I just, I just think people should stick with their own kind, <laughs> and dogs should stick with their own kind. Also, that's it. Also, I got, I, I thought this was funny as well. Um, I was looking on yes. the Internet Movie Database through, and, and they, <laughs> yeah. they, they, they show you like the original marketing taglines, mm-hmm. and one of the taglines for this movie is a motion picture to remember with glowing pleasure. Oh, <laughs> that's nice. I jerked off five times when he shot that dog in the head. <laughs> Pet euthanasia. <laughs> That's mo- not euthanasia. A motion that picture is just to blowing remember. your dog's heads head off. <laughs> remember this mercy killing all your years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was great when the pigs gored that kid. I remember that with glowing warmth. <laughs> yes, the pleasure of old Yeller. Uh, uh, spreading warmth <laughs> throughout my nethers. Yeah. Uh, anyway, well, thanks so that's, for sharing that. That's great. Can we do the Who Made It Now? Let's let's yeah. Let's read off this honor. Can roll. we put the dogs' heritage controversy behind us? Yes. Let's let's put that ugly episode <laughs> in our past. Now. Very well. All right. It was directed by Robert Stevenson, who went on to direct, you know, Darby O'Gill and the Little People and the Absent-Minded Professor. 
and bed knobs and broomsticks, and a little film, just a little tiny film, was kind of popular. More than likely, someday I'm going to force Steve to review it. <laughs> Mary Poppins. Oh, yeah, yeah. So he got a lot of work through Disney. He did. Yeah. It was produced by Walt Disney, who probably didn't even know he was producing it. Or did, I don't know. <laughs> he was just signing the checks by this point. Yeah, he was just like, let me know when that dog movie's over. You're doing that dog movie? All right, go mm-hmm. ahead. Screenplay by Fred Gibson and William Tunberg, based on Old Yeller by, hey, Fred Gibson. He adapted his own work. Good job, Fred, I guess. This movie's a piece of shit. I hate it. I hate you. I'm sorry. Stuff is coming out. I can't help it. Okay, it stars Fess Parker as Jim Coates. Hey, no one here will recognize Fess Parker as Davy Crockett because most of our audience was born after 1965. And by the way, Fess Parker was uh, was was doing like a Marlon Brando, where he gets no, top he, 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 he gets top billing. Oh, he, he gets top billing. Yeah, that's true. He's in the movie for a total of maybe five minutes. He bookends this fucking movie. <laughs> yeah. He's like, "Well, I'm off." And then at the end, well, I'm back. Hey, look, folks, it's the star of our story, Fess Parker. I was in Davy Crockett on the TV. Like my mustache? (laughs) I thought he was cosplaying as Walt Disney as a cowboy. (laughs) Well, I'm off to sell those cattle. Goodbye, children. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Dorothy McGuire is Katie Coates. Tommy Kirk as Travis Coates. You'll recognize Tommy Kirk because he was in a bunch of Disney movies. Then he got caught smoking pot, and then he never had a career again. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Travis. <laughs> or Tommy, whatever. I see every once in a while at Comic Cons, just in there behind a picture of you in this movie. You don't look any boy. The light's gone out of your eyes, Tommy. I'm sorry. Jesus. It was the 60s. Everybody was doing it. Why should I be made to suffer? Mm -hmm. Uh, Kevin Corcoran as Arliss, the (laughs) poster child for drugging a child into unconsciousness. (laughs) That's right. All you anti-riddling people. I'm sorry. There are times when it is appropriate. There are times where either Ritalin or a sack, a rock, and a river are the only cures for certain children. You know, back before they invented Ritalin, the the sack was the only option. <laughs> Think how many lives have been saved. Kevin plays Arliss, who should probably be killed now while he's manageable before he becomes a seven-foot-six lumbering mass- massacre engine that everyone leaves town when he comes in just to pick up flour. <laughs> it's Arliss, here Jeff- he comes. Yeah. Jeff York as Bud Searcy. Beverly Washburn as Lizbeth Searcy. Chuck Connors, my favorite former baseball player turned actor. Yeah. As Burn Sanderson. And also the only person that I like in the movie. (laughs) Because he has one good scene and he gets the hell out. Yep. And Spike as Old Yeller. Music by Oliver Wallace Will Schaefer. Oh, no, that's not one person. It's two people. (laughs) Oliver Wallace and Will Schaefer, who did a shitload of Disney movies, and who I want to beat to death with a shovel because of the song in this movie. Yeah, yeah, that's that's only fair. Would it be overkill to find their... Find it on, dig them up and beat their corpses? I would go go with you. It would be a fun trip. (laughs) (laughs) They're probably buried at Cedar Lawn or something. We can find them. Yeah. 
Cinematography, Charles P. Boyle. This was his last movie. Hmm. Edited by Daniel E. Johnson. Production company, Walt Disney Productions. Distributed by Buena Vista Pictures Distribution. It was uh, released on Christmas. (laughs) It was released on December 25th, 1957. Hey, kids. Merry Christmas. Let's go see. No wonder so many boomers have fucked up memories about this fucking movie. And just Jesus Christ, and just literally, and 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 just think, <laughs> odds are that some of the kids who saw this movie on opening day, Christmas '57, had probably just gotten puppies. More than likely, so more than likely, hey, gaze into the future, kids. Track. Running time eighty nine minutes. I don't have the budget. It probably costs nothing. It probably costs less than. Nothing. <laughs> it probably costs more to to license the stock footage that they use <laughs> yeah. for the nature scenes. Filmed on some back lot in California and some studio <laughs> shit. All, everything came off the rack. There was nothing that they really had to purchase. But it made $6,250,000. I think I said the running time of 89 minutes. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. But this is also how you can prove that 89 minutes can feel like five fucking weeks, depending <laughs> on the material. <laughs> All right, so if we've gotten the trivia out of the way, we got a who made it out of the way. Now there's only one other thing we have to get out of the way, Steve. Yeah? Yeah, we got to get the movie out oh, of the way. Oh, the actual movie, okay. Yeah, so, uh, all right, let's uh, get into the cleanest Old West wear we can possibly find. Yes. We got to look very well put together, like we have a laundromat that we carry with us behind our horses out here in the Old West, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's how people actually yeah. lived. Cleaned and well scrubbed. We got our goodly woman who... Um, uh, just kind of, I don't, what does she do? <laughs> she keeps out of the way of the kids and just kind of lets them do whatever they do. Yeah, just basically lets them do whatever they want. Like, oh, children. <laughs> I'll just stand here until the next wild animal attacks me. <laughs> <laughs> and then yell for my teenage son to save me. He's not a teenager. He's what, 12? Whatever. Close enough. Preteen. Okay, well, let's let's give our gun to our preteen. Um, let's load our pockets full of animals. Oh, yeah, yeah. And let's get ready to shoot this cinematic dog right between the eyes. Oh. As we enter the world of old Yeller. Steve, mm. do it. <laughs> He's my dog, I'll do it. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, so we, we, we open with the aforementioned uh, opening theme song that I have had in my head since I watched the movie and if you poor son of a bitch if you haven't seen the movie and you've never heard it just imagine the Davy Crockett theme but instead of saying Davy Crockett he says old yeller that's it that's Um, it and (laughs) and 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 it sings really obscure stuff about how you know he's a dog and that's how a dog should be he likes running around chasing old yeller is a hunter a great big stupid hunter not the kind with a gun cause he's a dog yeah exactly it was written (laughs) how stupid are you fuckers we did mean he was a hunter not like us humans we rule the world it was obviously written like at at the train station when the guy was on his way to the studio to record the song making it up as he was pounding it into the into the piano that day yeah this will work sure whatever what do I know about dogs (laughs) they run they hunt they're good Anyway, the, do- the, 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 the song wants us to know that he, Old Yeller is the greatest dog of the Old West, right? Yeah, best dog on dog in the West. And that he's from Texas. Yeah, because... Because even though he's Yeller, 
<laughs> His blood is blue? Yeah, I guess. The bluest in all of Texas or something? I don't, even, I don't even, know. Even the dogs from Texas need you to know that they're <laughs> from Texas. Anyway, we see this dog. This dog does whatever, you know, he does it a lot. He attempts to murder other animals. Oh, yeah. In the opening of this, he's trying to kill a rabbit and... His adventure, his, his running around adventures leads him up to uh, a homestead, right? Yes, yes, the homestead of the Coates family. The Coates family. Yeah, and as as we find the Coates family, it's it's Jim and Katie and their two kids, Travis and Arliss. And yeah. Jim is fixing to leave for a spell. He's he's. Yeah. Uh, but before we, I think we we meet the kids first, right? They're outside. We meet the kids first, and we discover very rapidly that Arliss, even though he looks like he's maybe five or six years old, is an idiot. He, he is perhaps the stupidest child I have ever seen represented in a movie. He is. Would you disagree with me? I would not. I would say Arliss is a a very eloquent uh, argument for the importance of public education. That's right. And yeah. Travis ain't much smarter. No. <laughs> no, but they're, they're, although he is smart enough to introduce Arliss to the concept of economics. No, he's because not. they're talking about, he said, why is Paul leaving? And t- What's money? Yeah, Paul is leaving. <laughs> Jim is, is leaving. Because apparently the family has uh, some head of cattle, and he's, he's, he's going on a cattle well, apparently drive. Apparently the family lost all of their money fighting on the side of the Confederates during the Civil yeah, he, War. Yeah, he says, uh, yeah, Arliss says, what's money? I've never seen money before. And Travis says, well, I've only mm-hmm. seen a little bit of money that Pa had, but it wasn't worth anything. And Arliss says, well, how come it wasn't worth anything? And Travis says, because Paul was a Johnny Reb. He was a secesh. Yeah. He fought. He was a secesh. He fought to defend slavery in the Civil War, mm-hmm. and then lost. And then Union men, uh, if they catch him, they'll hang him because of things he did during the war. <laughs> and he'll deserve it. And by the way, why are all the Disney heroes former Confederates? That's weird. <laughs> all of these old West pioneer Disney movies. It's always like former Confederates. Well, you know, well, we have to make it up to them because they lost that war. Yeah, yeah, we, we should really feel sorry for the Johnny Rebs. Anyway, anyway so he leaves. He's, 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 I think everyone who listens to our podcast knows our feelings on this topic. He's, he's, a, he's a goddamn secesh Johnny Reb. <laughs> and uh, I, I threw the television off of its, off of its <laughs> TV stand and out through the window, and then I pissed on it. Kicked the screen out. <laughs> I ain't watching no goddamn st- Johnny Rebs success movie. Uh, no, um, so he's leaving and he's, he's saying goodbye to his wife and he's like, I'm going to buy you a nice dress, you know, um, after I sell the... Uh, what do women like dresses, I guess? Yeah, after I sell the cattle. They got a hundred, he's, he's, he's fed his cattle into a larger cattle drive Yeah, that's going all the way to Kansas. Yeah. And uh, they're going to pay five to six dollars a head. For each cow, which means that he's going to get cash money, and uh, he's going to buy her a dress, and um, they just hug a lot because I guess this is back in the day before kissing was invented. And well, the kids in the audience like, don't want to see all that kissing. Now, come on. Yeah, and she's like, "What? Are, we've never been apart." And he's like, well, "Yeah, well, guess what? I'm really looking forward to this because, who you're suffocating me, and our children are stupid. They are stupid." They are look. Watch. Wait five seconds. I bet Arliss is going to stick his ugly head in in the door and say he's coming with me. I'm fixing to come with you, Pa. See, I told you. Fuck it. I can't get on my horse fast enough. <laughs> Bye.
<laughs> so yeah, he gets he gets on his horse. He's like, Arliss, try not to kill yourself, okay, boy? And <laughs> meanwhile, Arliss is like, I'm going with you, and he's struggling against his mother's embrace. I'm going with Pa. <laughs> <laughs> and Paul's like, bye. And oh, please, God, invent tranquilizers. <laughs> hey, I hear the the cow pond down the way's got cholera in it. Wink, wink. <laughs> Why aren't you swimming? I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, um. So Jim is leaving, and he takes Travis with him. Yeah. Um. We discover that Travis is a little violent himself because he's like. Hey, you're going to be able to handle the mule to do take care of the crops while I'm gone. And he's like, yeah, or I'll just break its jaw with a club. <laughs> no, 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 no. You don't, don't want to do no that, at no point son. did Jim go, well, I'm leaving <laughs> these two children alone with my wife. <laughs> <laughs> but just to make it clear, son, I do not want you to break the mule's jaw, okay? Why not, Pa? Well. Why, why not? It's the only mule we've got. Uh-huh. And if you, he can work with a broken I job. just really just like Ma can work with a broken hand. <laughs> I gotta go, son. <laughs> I'll be back in. He's let's galloping a little faster. <laughs> uh, you know what? I told your mama three. Let's just go ahead and count on four or five months. <sighs> yeah. Well, I, so now we cut to yeah. Well, they they and they, we, before before Jim leaves, they have a little exchange where Travis says, "Hey, what about that horse, old man? You said you were going to give me a horse." Give me a horse. Yeah. I want a horse. Give me a horse. And Jim says... And he's like, don't hit me. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a horse, old man, now. He raised his club. Put the gun down, Travis. <laughs> and and he says, you know, what you need more than a horse is a dog. and Because that's what the movie's about. Apparently, they just had a dog named Belle that died. Yeah. Yeah. And Travis is like, I don't want a dog. Arliss killed her. <laughs> yeah. I, I'd say, you read between the lines. You can tell. Actually, I think the dog died... Then they had Arliss, because they say Arliss never knew Arliss Bell. never had a dog. Or, yeah. Travis killed Bell. Yeah. Um, so, but he says, look, you need a dog more than you need a horse, but if yeah. you do a good job being the man of the house while I'm gone, I'll bring mm-hmm. I'll, I'll bring you back a horse. And I mean a man, man. Yeah. I mean, you need to do everything that I do. Do you understand me? What do you... No, Paul. What do you mean, Paul? <laughs> You gotta do all the chores. You gotta okay. you gotta make sure the corn is brought in, oh. and you gotta fuck your mother. <laughs> oh damn, Paul! We gotta keep our bloodlines pure, boy. Uh, uh, well, bye bye. <laughs> Remember, you you're not balls deep in your own mother. No horse. <laughs> can't I just break the mule's jaw to prove I'm a man? I ain't never coming back. Fuck this family, <laughs> goddamn. I think I can still get a divorce without telling my wife. It's the 19th century. <clears throat> Look, I got, I got. Steers, I got to be away from you, and I got Kansas City whores <laughs> waiting for me right now. Goodbye. Later. Yeah, so so, so, uh, so Fess Parker Travis, abandons yeah. the, the, the balance of the yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. And now uh, Travis is trying to uh, plow the corn. Yes. And um, <laughs> Old Yeller shows up chasing a rabbit. Yeah. That scares the mule, and then he, he starts chasing the mule, and the mule knocks down a fence, and the dog just keeps trying to chase the mule to kill it, I guess? <laughs> I, guess I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and, He's got that uh, then he comes, Yeah, he comes back, and Travis is like, oh no, Steve. Oh no, not this trope. <laughs> not this trope between a boy and a dog. He doesn't like the dog. I refuse to believe that they use this trope. He hates the dog. He hates Steve. the dog. He'll he he if if he if he ever sees that dog again, he's gonna shoot it. 
Yeah, and then, foreshadowing. And his, his mom says, hush up with that foreshadowing, boy. <laughs> but it's that trope where they hate each other and then later they're gonna love each other. Just like a romance, yeah. but with a dog. <laughs> and then one of them's gonna kill the other, just like a romance. But So, that night, um, they're talking about some fucking frontier bullshit, <laughs> and uh, that's when we find out that Arliss uh, has a tendency to keep uh, several different kinds of animals in his pockets. Yeah, yeah, and that right? his mother is a very bad parent. Mm-hmm. Because she's like, oh, don't do that, and that's pretty much don't, it. Yeah, that's it. Don't stop picking up snakes. Yeah, just don't do that, okay? Mm-hmm. Oh, sure, Mom. Because he's got a horned toad, a snake, and a frog. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. All in the same pocket. I don't know why they didn't just start fighting or <laughs> one of them eat one of the I don't know. Anyway, so we can pretty much uh, assume that Arliss has some sort of salmonella and yeah. several other diseases. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, people back then were a lot sturdier than they are now. Just think <laughs> of the diseases that kid was carrying around. Okay, so now we have a scene in which they bring in firewood. Katie has a quiet moment of regret trying to go over her life and how she wound up in the middle of Texas. <laughs> Staring off into the distance. A, a violent child and, and and a stupid child and no husband. Right? Yeah. She's pretty sure that Travis tried to make the moves on her last night. <laughs> Doesn't know where that came from. What, what happened in my life? <laughs> uh, but wait. Oh, we find out old Yeller's back. Yeah. And uh, Travis decides to try to beat him to death with an axe handle. Yeah. <laughs> but he gets defended by Arliss, who picks up... I don't know what he picks up. Yeah. But they start fighting, like, with swords. Yeah, because Arliss has claimed the dog. Old Yeller is his dog yeah. now. Yeah, he's like, you're not yeah. gonna oh. kill my dog. Mm-hmm. And and Travis Travis really hates old Yeller. Oh boy. Oh yeah, because now because yeah. now he's projecting his hatred of his brother onto the dog as well. Uh huh. And so, <laughs> <laughs> wait, you're saying he's projecting? He's projecting. He's pro- he's projecting uh, his hatred of his brother onto the dog now as well. I don't think he hates his brother per se. Uh, maybe, uh, I think he tolerates it. Maybe I'm projecting my hatred of Arliss onto Travis. See, in my fantasy world, these two grow up to become Lenny and um <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember the Curly. other character's name. No, not Curly. Lenny and Curly yeah. cuz they're about the they're about the right age, right? Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> Are, they have to change their names after after Arliss kills his mom and pa. <laughs> Arliss has and a growth spurt coming. Huh? <laughs> yeah, he's got a big growth spurt coming. They have to flee. That Jenny the mule is the one that kicks him in the head. Oh, that's, this is perfect. So, see, this is perfect. I'm telling you, Of Mice and Men is the sequel to It's Old perfect. Yeller. It's perfect. What happens in Of Mice and Men? Uh, what does Lenny kill? Uh, yeah, you're right. A basket full a, a of basket puppies. A basket full of puppies. It's it's like poetry. It's like poetry. <laughs> they rhyme. I don't know. I'm George Lucas. <laughs> See, it's like poetry. It's like they rhyme. <laughs> I'm not cribbing from myself. It's I'm paying myself homage. I just can't remember what I do day to day. Just give me the money. Just sell the tickets. <laughs> just give me the money. <laughs> Anyway, so uh, Ma tells Travis, "Get out! Go, go, go! Get us some fresh meat." And so Travis takes his gun and rides Jenny out into the forest, and Jenny throws him. And then he says, "Jenny, you're as dumb as a... I had to write this down <laughs> as a blind goose in a hailstorm." What? He's hey, he's just country. That's how country folk talk. 
I guess. So he sits down. <laughs> he gets distracted by chipmunks. Yeah, he 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 walks into an old episode of Wild America. <laughs> he just sits down on a log and he's like, "Oh, look at the squirrels." <laughs> then he he turns around. He makes eye contact with a deer that has snuck up behind yeah. him. He and the deer have mm-hmm. a moment of understanding. With a knife. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you son of a bitch! I'm gonna get you now. <laughs> and he shoots him a deer. Yeah, and he shoots a deer, and he comes back, and uh, he sees uh, Arliss and the dog rolling in their own filth <laughs> in, <laughs> in in the water pond. Yeah, their own filth, a.k.a. their drinking water. A.k.a. a plastic pool that they filled with water. You know, because you just have ponds that don't have anything feeding them. That's the water supply for the, for the fucking farm. It's, it's just this... Kid, obvious kiddie pool filled with water. It's a giant, right? It's a giant, just like puddle of mud. Our drinking water. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, Travis comes back with his kill. Then he throws a rock at Old Yeller, and then Arliss attempts to kill Travis. Yes, throws several rocks at Travis. Don't throw rocks at my dog. Don't throw rocks at my dog. <sighs> uh, yeah. Uh, Travis threatens to shoot Old Yeller again. Uh, yeah. Boy, they're really they're really leaning heavily into that, aren't they? In less than three hours, Travis knows how to gut, skin, and smoke venison. Oh yeah, and hang it up on the front porch. And he's hanging the meat up, and he's like, "Yeller, if you, you try to take any of this meat, I'll shoot you." And so then he hangs some meat low, yeah, so that he'll have a reason to shoot the dog. That yeah, See, he's clever. That's entrapment. But the. Do- <laughs> <laughs> but that's what the dog said. That's a trap. That's what the dog thought. Like, oh, I'm not falling for that. Come on. Yeah, the dog's too smart. <laughs> Who am I, Arliss? The next morning. I'm too smart yeah, for that. He gets up. He gets up and he goes out there and the, and the meat's still there. And the dog's like, I didn't touch it, fucker. <laughs> Fuck the you. dog actually gives him the finger. <laughs> <laughs> Should be anatomically impossible, but he manages <laughs> to do it. And so now we cut to uh, fence making because they have to fix the fence. And some fish abuse, because there's a species we haven't injured yet. (laughs) Yeah, old yeller catches a fish. stagehand moves a live fish underneath the water, and Arliss fucking, I don't know, grabs it with his mouth. (laughs) I don't, you know, the dog catches it. Yeah, old yeller takes it, yeah. And, um, that's it. That's the whole scene, isn't it? It's fish murder, that's it, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. No, this is what we find out. Arliss comes up and he's like, Mama, look, a fish. I flew up into heaven and oh, God yeah. went fishing with me. And then we went into a dragon mouth and and we said holy supplicant scriptures <laughs> that summoned a demon. And the demon said, go here and you'll find a magic fish that you have to pull out of a clown's butt. And here it is. And she's like, oh... No, Travis says you should stop telling stories. And she's like, no, he's fine. On another thing, Mama, I hear voices all the time. <laughs> they tell me I'm a prophet. <laughs> Mama, we really need to break him and telling all them stories. Oh, don't. He's just a boy using his imagination. I need to go to town. <laughs> <laughs> they told me to cleanse this to land be- of the engines, Mama. <laughs> cleanse it with fire. <laughs> Mama, that sounds really serious. Maybe we should take him into town and talk to old Doc about it. Now he's fine. Now he's young. He needs to use his imagination. He's just a boy, <laughs> Travis. Mama, look what I found inside the cat. <laughs> I think this is a sign. <laughs> this is old blood magic, what they told me about. <laughs> Up in heaven. <laughs> 
Oh, that's my boy. <laughs> oh, oh, man alive. So it's pretty clear, considering that Arliss is unsupervised and just runs around yeah. nine times out of ten with no shirt on, or fully clothed just jumping into water, that Arliss is the biggest liability on the fucking ranch. <laughs> yeah, oh, clearly. And immediately after this scene, we see how big of a liability it is, because we immediately cut to a scene of him attempting to feed cornbread to a bear. <laughs> and not only that... He uses the bread to lure the bear in, and then he jumps on it. <laughs> then he jumps on the bear, starts grabbing and pulling at it. It's a bear cub. Yeah. The bear cub starts screaming, yeah. right? Screaming. And he's like, no, it was foretold. <laughs> God touched my brain and said, I have to have a bear friend. <laughs> it has been prophesied. <laughs> Meanwhile, Travis and his mother are like, oh, there he goes exactly. again. Let go of that bear. And they don't freak out until the mother bear, which you know has to be close, yeah. it comes running down. But hey, guess what happens to you? Old yeller. We get to watch some good old-fashioned bear baiting yeah. live in a movie. Where we get to watch a dog and a fucking bear fight each other. For our... For real. For our entertainment. <laughs> Yes, yes. Uh-huh. And, oh, by the way, um, it doesn't help matters much that every time Old Yeller does something like this, where he attacks or attempts to kill anything, that we don't immediately cut to a close-up of Travis, who has the biggest, goofiest, stupidest grin on his face, like he is loving, every, like his both of his hands are down his oh, pants, yeah. watching this watching this dog attack whatever. That's that. He'd do it if 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 Old Yeller started attacking his mom. He'd be like, <laughs> "You show you." Show Show him, old yeller. Yeah. You, yeah. <laughs> she spurred my advances. <laughs> I'm just trying to be the man around here, like Paul said. <laughs> yeah, that's that, that's that's what wins uh, old yeller the the respect of Travis. Travis sees him trying yeah. to kill three or four different animals, and he's like, "All right, he's not so bad." He's like me. <laughs> he wants to destroy everything in this country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, wow. There are a couple of lines in there in which they keep talking about how the Indians are a threat. Yeah. We don't see any Indians, thank No, it's movie. all white people. But the only time Indians are mentioned are, you know, that they may scalp someone or, you know, kill somebody or... Yeah, know. or they're a loving joke between father and son. Well, yeah. The Indian's gonna scalp you, boy. <laughs> <laughs> you little scamp. So, oh, anyway, um, so uh, now we get treated to uh, Bud and Elizabeth. Ah, uh, yes, the, 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 the Bud is, uh, yeah, Bud is a com comedy yeah. relief. Maybe he's a he's a. I mean, in a, in a movie filled with broad characters, Bud stands out as particularly broad. He's the the good for nothing cowhand that all the other ranchers left behind while they went to sell the cattle. Yeah, so that he can fuck all their wives. Exactly. <laughs> And eat their food and generally just... And eat their food. Yeah. Just be a mooch. Basically be crude. Yeah. yeah. And he has a daughter, Lisbeth. And Lisbeth, as near as I can tell, is Travis's child bride? <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. She's... She, ha- she, she has a, a kind of a crush I on I won't Travis. say she's homely. Okay, I oh, will. She's homely. She's... <laughs> It's Texas in like eighteen sixty something like. <laughs> You'll take what you can get. 
She's got what we call a frog mouth. <laughs> That's always good. Arliss is like, I don't mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, so while Arliss is uh, making I want to fuck you hand gestures towards Katie, um, <laughs> Travis and, and Lisbeth go out and get corn and Lisbeth's like, oh, by the way, Old Yeller is a dog that's been stealing cornbread, and egg. he's an egg sucker. He sucks eggs. I don't. He eats. That means he eats eggs. I don't think he actually yeah. does that. And um, then they come back, and then they talk about Mark and Hogs. Yeah. In which it but it turns out Bud um, sits up in a tree and lassos Hogs, and then marks them. And what they actually mean is that they take a knife and they cut the ears of the hog. Right? Yeah, and every ranch has their own particular pattern. So everybody right. knows which hogs are yours and which hogs are theirs, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's great. And uh, so he says, go sit up in a tree at Lasso Hogs. It's a great way. And I would like to tell him, um, never take advice from this imbecile. No. But uh, Travis is not going no. to listen. Don't, don't do the thing that the guy who can't do anything tells you to do. Mm-hmm. But Travis does it. Yeah. So after he eats, they leave, and now we get raccoon foo, <laughs> followed shortly by raccoon abuse. Yeah, old Yeller has and to Travis kill some raccoons because is... he, there's there's a few animals left that he hasn't tried to kill. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it turns out raccoons coming out to the field and eating the corn, so they sleep out in the cornfield, and um, then the raccoons come, and then uh, old Yeller wakes up and uh, runs after to kill the raccoons, and Travis has just got a big old grin on his face because that's what he loves more than anything else, is watching his dog kill other yeah. things. <laughs> My favorite part of nature is the little <sighs> bit of it that tries to kill the rest of it. Now, if you're a little unsatisfied about the raccoon abuse, mm-hmm. don't worry, because we move directly into cow oh, abuse. Yeah. And this is where we really start getting into the holy fuck can this movie not be made now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so what what happens is the 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 family has a cow, a milk cow, and and <laughs> and she's gone like one morning. They just like where Rose, yeah, Ro- Rose. Yeah, Rose the milk cow. She's like where where'd Rose go? Oh, she must have gone off into the woods to have her calf. Okay. She was going to give birth to the calf right into a wolf's mouth, I guess. (laughs) I don't know. So Travis takes Old Yeller out to find Rose, the the cow. And, of course, she's she's had the calf. And the calf is just laying under a tree, chilling out. Oh, he he finds them. I thought this was a clever little pioneer trick. He finds them by rolling a boulder over a cliff and then waiting to hear... One of those bouncing (laughs) boulders. (laughs) And then waiting to hear the frightened cow moo in panic. And then he's like, oh, there she is. She's right down there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So they go down and uh and he says he immediately runs up to take the the newborn calf yeah and he has old yeller distract uh mama cow while he takes Mm -hmm. the calf but it doesn't work so well and she runs after travis and that's when old yeller springs Mm -hmm. into action yeah and what does old yeller do he tries to murder the cow yeah (laughs) on several occasions and he's like get him get him girl you're not gonna come after me sister because my dog will Snap your! Ne- how many? I don't know how many cows they went yeah, through. Oh my god! But that that somehow this dog is slamming this this cow into the ground. Yeah, it's yeah, and you know all the while Travis is like, yeah, kill our only source of milk, oh Yeller. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> how is this a good thing? <laughs> so, <laughs> so then they bring. Uh, yeah, so then the cow calms down, and uh, hey, if you thought the cow abuse is over. Nope, it gets worse. Because now we see a cow tied to a hitching post, yeah. struggling as hard as it can to get free. Oh, yeah. 
This is not a happy animal. This is an animal that is freaking the fuck out for your entertainment. And so Travis is like, I'm going to milk you. (laughs) Because that's what the script says. No idea why I have to do this right now. And and then he tries to do it. The cow uh, kicks him. And so then they bring in the dog. The dog terrifies the cow. The cow stands still. And hey, yay, we can milk the cow. (laughs) (sighs) But now we get a plot twist. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Here comes Burn Sanderson, played by the great Chuck Connors. And he comes in and he says, hey, did you all see uh, an old yellow dog around here? In the last couple of days, because it's my dog, and I'm I'm, dry, I'm running cattle around here, and I just boy, I w- Arliss comes running out of the house with the machete. It's my dog! It's my dog! I'll kill you! <laughs> Turns out that old Yeller belongs to yeah. Burn. Arliss, uh, and he puts a thing around the dog. They they start trotting off. Arliss picks up a rock, spooks his horse, and uh, kills him. <laughs> the horse throws the horse throws Burn. He falls on his spine. He's yeah. dead. The horse tramples him a few times. Arliss runs up, uh, I don't know, eats the corpse, end of movie. <laughs> Reaches through his stomach <laughs> under his rib cage, pulls out his heart. You know, the Mayan. He's like, I'm a cowboy now. I'm a cowboy. <laughs> Makes a lasso out of his large intestines. <laughs> the mother just stands there, <laughs> face frozen in fear. <laughs> don't worry, Mama, I'll take it to the corpse pit. <laughs> <laughs> I told you about doing that in our drinking water. <laughs> no, he just gets thrown, and the cowboy's like, hey, you must really love yeah, that Yeah, he's dog. way cooler about it than he has any reason to be. Mm. He almost, he got thrown from his horse, almost he's killed. He's way cooler. Almost killed. He trades the dog for a home-cooked meal. Wink. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Wink. Hey, why don't you... What I'll trade her for <laughs> is that horn toad that's in your pocket and a home-cooked meal. Wink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Alone with your mom. That sure was a good meal. Hey, why don't you boys go on outside while I help your mom clean up <laughs> her vagina uh, with my penis? Well, some what? <laughs> hey, something's blocking the door. We can't get in. Hey, <laughs> Mama sounds like she's in pain. <laughs> Where's Mama? Sounds like she's found happiness for the first time in her life. Arliss is like taking an axe to the door. I'll save you, Mama. <laughs> Anyway, so the only um, interesting character in this whole fucking movie uh, leaves, but not before he uh, lets Travis know, oh, by the way, um, uh, all the animals in this whole forest have uh, hydrophobia. (laughs) What we call rabies, rabies. everyone. Every animal, everywhere, all the time. (laughs) If you happen to see any animal, just kill it. Kill kill everything. And, and, And Travis is like way ahead of you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then he takes out the little horn toad, lets it go free. The horn toad's like, "Get me the fuck out of this moment! <laughs> no, don't let me go so close to the house. Take me with you. I've been living inside of that dirty kid's pocket for four weeks. I'm starving to death. I ate the frog and the snake. Thank, oh, bless you, Chuck Connors. <laughs> bless you, sir. <laughs> and then he leaves, and we're like, "Oh, come back." <laughs> You were cool. I know. First the bear and then burn. Like, who are we supposed to root for? Now, I know who we were for next. Oh, the pigs. Yeah. Because now it's time for some pig abuse. That's true. Yeah, we get the uh, the hog marking sequence. 
Yeah, so uh, despite the fact that he should not have taken that dipshit's advice about marking hogs, he goes out there, climbs up into a tree, gets the dog to uh, corral the pigs towards the tree, and then he's going to drop a a rope down and lasso pigs and haul them up to where he is so he can mark the ears. And the first one he gets is this little piglet that screams and screams and screams and screams. And then as soon as he marks the ear, he just drops it out of the (laughs) tree. Catch! The one with two broken legs, that one's that's ours. A, that's a coat's hog. Mm-hmm. But, thankfully, karma's a bitch. Yeah. And the pig god was listening to their screams, <laughs> and uh, the next one he tries to pull up pulls him out of the tree. Yeah. And as he tries to get away, the pigs fuck that's him right. up. <laughs> god calls Suey. And they are ravaging his legs, and he's calling for Yeller, and then Yeller shows up, and he's going to attack the dogs, and he runs away and falls over, and um, then the pigs run off, and he comes back, and what happens, Steve? Old Yeller's uh, a little worse for wear. He's been he's been all tore up by those, those no. mean old hogs. Yeah, yeah. Now, I would like to say this right now. Um, hogs would have eaten him. Yeah, why did they leave? Hogs are... <laughs> Um, hogs, because they have the make-pretend idea that somehow pigs are not omnivores. Yeah. And that wild pigs eat meat all the yeah. time. They are actually very, very, they're very uh, utilitarian animals. And if they had killed a dog, they or at least knocked the dog down, they would have eaten him. Yeah. And he wasn't like it was surrounded by the bodies of 15 pigs. He was just like laying <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah, it's like the pigs just gave up. They were like, ah, let's yeah, go, the pigs boys. Are like, yeah. No, we'll leave him. He has learned his lesson this day. None shall attack the pigs again. Tell your friends. Let us go. (laughs) Tell your friends. Don't fuck with the pigs. (laughs) Give those other dogs a message. (laughs) This is pig territory. Don't ever come to pig town. (laughs) So, uh, Travis pulls the dog into a little cave, blocks it up, tells uh, Old Yeller that he'll be back. He goes home. His mom bandages up his leg. And he goes, I gotta go back and get Yeller because I promised him. And he's a dog and he understands English. And if I don't come back for him, he'll heal up and then he'll have vengeance and he'll burn the house down and kill us all. (laughs) Which would have been an awesome sequel, by the way. Yeah, it would have been a really good sequel. (laughs) Old Yeller 2, The Revenge. And so she's like, okay, we'll make a family day out of it. Let's all go. And they all take the cart out. (laughs) And then they have to distract Arliss. Yeah. And then she has to stitch up uh, Old Yeller with some mule hair. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so that we have the field surgery scene. And then we cut immediately to Lisbeth and, and, and what's his name? What's his I can't remember his name. Uh, Circe. Yeah, Circe. Yeah, Bud. Bud. They show up, and uh, Lisbeth has Old Yeller's replacement a little early, but yeah, uh, not not airtight screenwriting. That it turns out that Old Yeller <laughs> fucked their dog, and their dog had puppies. Yeah, and and Old Yeller's genes are so strong that even though the other dog looks nothing like him, the yeah. the pup is exactly like Old Yeller. Because that's how that works. Yeah. Um. So she brings in this puppy. Um. She loves him with all her little frog faced heart and she's like here take this puppy and he's like fuck you I got a dog fuck off get out of my face with a you trying to give me a present fuck you yeah give it to my brother he'll eat it at least he'll get some <laughs> you go and she cries and she leaves yeah um, she gives the she gives the uh, uh, dog to Arliss who loves everything he's like yippee <laughs> <laughs> 
And but before she can leave, it turns out Bud's just abandoning her. He's like, "Hey, you live here now. Bye." <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You're gonna help him do farm chores because you're a 11 year old girl. Look, little girl, I'm sorry, daughter, but you started to bleed from areas that I don't have, and I don't know how to deal with that. <laughs> I'm just not prepared for it. You're gonna stay here. You're gonna stay here with the other woman who probably does the same thing, right? You do the same thing, right? All you do the bleeding part. I don't why? even want to talk about it. Why? Why does that happen? I've never had that. <laughs> I don't want to know. Actually. Never mind. Never mind. I'm getting on my house. I'm going. Bye bye. You'll never see me again no i'm out of this movie oh yeah because that's the other thing is he comes in takes a look at travis's leg and goes oh all animals have hydrophobia your son has hydro hydrophobia you gotta watch him you should just him. shoot him oh. now just shoot him right now and kill him i'll, I'll, I'll suffocate him with a pillow <laughs> you watch for the rangers i'll do it <laughs> And now we get, oh, hey, if you thought we were done with Rose the Cow, we oh, ain't. <laughs> no, she, her big scene is yet to come. Yep. She comes running out. Someone has tied uh, monofilament wire to her foot, so she keeps falling over. <laughs> Movie magic. Yeah. She's got the hydrophobia. Yeah, so uh, what do you do with uh, a cow with hydrophobia? Same thing you do with a cow without it. You shoot it in the head. Yeah, you shoot it in the fucking head. Travis is like, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, I got it. Here it come. Bang. Done. Yeah. But now they got to burn the body, right? Yeah. Yeah, because otherwise, if animals come to feed on it, then they'll catch the hydrophobia. Otherwise, the gods will not understand the sacrifice that's being made to them unless exactly. they can smell it. Exactly. God likes the smell of burning flesh. Read your fucking Bible. Arliss and they're paint. not going to let this sacrifice go to waste. <laughs> Arliss paints some of the blood beneath his eyes as per the <laughs> ritual. Wears his sacred robe. <laughs> Sleeps inside of the, the the cadaver for three days <laughs> yes, as, to gain its power. As prescribed in the old rituals, yes. Yeah. And so they make this huge bonfire, and uh, Travis is feeding his brother. They're both inside. Leaving the women folk to, I don't know, somehow drag the body of this <laughs> yeah. cow? This full-grown cow onto a huge bonfire and also mm -hmm. throw all the big logs on the fire. Yeah. And um, while they're in there, they hear, they start screaming, Travis, get your gun! They come out, and what's out there, Steve? There's a wolf. So we get more animal abuse. Yeah, uh, Old Yeller is fighting with a German shepherd that is disguised as a wolf. <laughs> <laughs> and they're fighting and they're fighting and Travis can't get a clear shot but finally they get a clear shot and he shoots and both the animals are lying still oh the suspense and then old yeller gets up and he's like good job old yeller you saved us again and you entertained me again I love it when you <laughs> kill things old yeller me and you best friends forever nothing can separate it not even disease right mama well what do you mean well it's just that well, yeah. Old Yeller's all beat up and bleeding from that fight, and you know no wolf in its right mind would have attacked us next to the fire like that. Oh, so what are you saying, that that wolf escaped from some sort of wolf mental institution? Mm. No, no, it's not. They have those, right, Mama? Well, maybe, maybe they do, dear, maybe they do, but no. Probably um, up at Salt Lake City, they got lots of stuff up there. Yeah, yeah. Boy, you're just like Arla sometimes. Daddy says that they have a house all full of women that are sweet. Is, is that what Daddy says? That's what Daddy said. Well, on a completely unrelated note... He um, joined the Cheyenne Social Club. <laughs> that's nice. Um, 
hey, this doesn't have anything to do with what you just said, but uh, I think we need to shoot your dog. What? <laughs> yeah. Um, he's probably got the hydrophobia from that wolf, and it's just the it's it's just the the merciful thing to do. We're just gonna have to just give me the no, gun. I'll do it. Uh, well, no, we're gonna we're gonna pen him up. We're gonna pen him up, and we're gonna see, right? Yeah, we're gonna give him a chance. We can't just shoot him down like he's nothing. He saved all of our lives and yeah. gave me hours of entertainment. Yeah, mom, think of all the animals he's killed. We can't just shoot him. That's right. And Arliss is like, you can't kill my dog. You can't kill my dog. <laughs> he's like, Arliss, you have another dog. I don't care. Ah, throws throws that puppy into the bonfire. <laughs> I love my dog. <laughs> Lizbeth is like neck. slowly. Lizbeth is slowly backing away from the family. <laughs> Lizbeth, where are you going? We got to take our clothes off and dance around this fire. I never thought I'd say this, but I miss my father. <laughs> so, um, they pen up old Yeller. Yep. He goes out there, feeds him. Oh, see, he's fine. Yeah, two weeks go by. He seems yeah. just fine. And then everything's going to be perfectly fine. And then he goes out there again, and he's not so fine anymore. <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah, it just happens so quick, you know? Yeah, he's growling and growling. He goes back to the house. Mom's like, how's old Yeller? And he's like, he's fine. And then Arliss uh, goes outside. <laughs> And I'm like, please, 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 old Yeller, you've killed everything in this movie. Please, please kill Arliss. Please. Do me this one last solid, old Yeller. Arliss goes out to the pen, despite the fact that old Yeller is growling at him the entire time that he's out there. Yep. He climbs on top of of a bench to undo the latch to the fucking pen. Yep. They figure out what he's doing. They run out there. They scream at him. He starts working faster to get the door open, despite (laughs) the fact that they're telling him not. Do. Uh, yeah. Arliss gonna Arliss. <laughs> but they, they the the mother makes it there just in time and they manage to hold the door shut and close it so old yeller can't get out. Right. And she turns to Travis and she's like, Now will you shoot this fucking dog? And he's like, Oh right. I'll shoot him. He was my dog. Yep. So he gets his gun and he shoots the dog. Yep. Welcome to reality, kids. Cut to upbeat banjo music. <laughs> yeah, don't be too sad. <laughs> hey, it's okay, because Papa's back. Yeah. Actually, and I have a theory. I think that Papa was camping out, waiting to, see, waiting to see how this old yeller thing shook out. And when he was like, mm-hmm. oh, man, it looks like they think the dog has rabies. I'm just going to wait and see how this goes. If oh, this man. dog works out, I'm never coming home. Oh, God, he shot the fucking dog. Oh, I'm, <laughs> glad. I'm glad I wasn't there for that. Oh, boy. <laughs> So he shows up, he's got a dress for his wife, he's got some cultural appropriation for his son. Yep, hey, you gotta teach him cultural appropriation early, so that then later when when you try to take it away from them as an adult, they get super defensive about it. What I think is perhaps the most unintentional metaphor ever, after he gives Travis a headdress and a tomahawk, we see a blue-eyed, blonde-haired idiot child run through the pristine countryside screaming while wearing the stolen artifacts of its native peoples. If that isn't an appropriate image for what we fucking did to the West, I have none. I can't think of a better one. No. Can you? I can't. The sad part is it it was almost certainly not intentional. (laughs) (laughs) It's one of them accidental little miracles. Like, wow, that's just perfect, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, and he he also got a horse for his son. Yep. Yep, and there's a nice and little scene by Old Yeller's grave. 
Yeah, well, they, first, she's got to fill him in on what's been happening in the three to four months that he's been gone. Yeah. Because he's like, old Yeller, what the fuck is that you take up with another man while I was gone? Oh, my God, old Yeller, he ain't a Chinaman, is he? Oh, Jesus. I'll kill myself. <laughs> that's, that, that's the racist old Confederate I fell in love with. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, they're up on the hill. Um, they've uh, buried Old Yeller much like yeah. uh, they buried James T. Kirk <laughs> up in on, Star Trek up, Generations. Up on Paw Hill. Up on Paw Hill. And he's up there with Lizbeth, who's like, um, we've been married for two weeks now. When are you going to put your, your honeysuckle in my doo-doo lily? <laughs> <laughs> I'm only going to be a child-bearing age for ten more years. That's right. I have to die of diphtheria soon. <laughs> or consumption, or the flu, something, or stepping on a tack. <laughs> <laughs> I have to die so you can grow up and become William Money. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so he's like up there, and then Travis's pa shows up, and pa spills out some words of wisdom. He's like, I know this is sad, but you can't let the sad things infect the happy things. He says, says something that is interesting, however. He says, I heard it, and it's just about the hardest thing I ever heard, right? Yeah. His father, who fought in the Civil War. <laughs> who was in a war. <laughs> on the losing side. Mm-hmm. Thinks that the story about his son having to shoot a rabid dog is the hardest thing that well, he's ever heard. He's just humoring the kid. I think he was a supply sergeant, like, way away. <laughs> he was... Like, way away. He was a quartermaster. Mm-hmm. He never left Richmond. He was a fucking war profiteer, if you think yeah, about it. That's, yeah. He had yeah. enough money to leave, that's, go to Texas, ooh. buy land, and a hundred head of cattle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> there are so many interesting little sub, you know, backstories about this movie. Yeah, it's too bad none of, they don't pursue any of them. Yeah, um, well. Anyway, uh, so then we come back to the house. The little new puppy has uh, pulled some venison down. Uh, Ma comes out with a spoon and approaches the puppy. Arliss goes insane <laughs> and attempts to kill his mother with a tomahawk. Yeah. Saying, you don't beat my dog, I'll kill you. I'll kill you all. <laughs> Everyone here will die. <laughs> and don't ever like, sleep again, assholes. <laughs> oh, Arliss, don't you ever change. At this point, I think Lisbeth is living with them now. Yeah, her father uh, hasn't been heard from for quite some time. <laughs> and uh, now the movie is ending with a new song. Yeah, Young Yeller. <laughs> we replaced him. It's just like that dog never died. I know. We said that last dog was the best dog of the old west. Well, not really, because now there's Young Yeller. <laughs> young Yeller. He's another fucking dog. <laughs> <laughs> old Yeller wasn't shit. Young Yeller's way better. Forget about Old Yeller. Don't be sad. <laughs> Please stop crying. <laughs> 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 but everything you love eventually dies. <laughs> Walt Disney production. <laughs> Remember, kids, you're not a man until you kill the thing you love the most. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> the end. The end. <laughs> That's how it should have ended. With someone just saying, the end. Blackness. <laughs> Get out. 
So, Steve. Yeah, huh? How do you feel about this classic kid dog movie? Uh-huh. Old Yeller. You know, I have to tell you, I don't think I hate it as much as you do. <laughs> um, I don't love it. My okay. my response after after watching it was kind of, oh, all right, you know, like I I don't think it was I don't think it was terrible, but it certainly isn't you know a movie like I I it it's the kind of movie where its reputation precedes it, and yeah. it's one of those movies that it, it it doesn't necessarily feel like a great movie, but it feels like a significant movie because it's so frequently referenced. And mm-hmm. like everybody knows it, or at least knows you know the ending of it, and uh, you know it's you, you kind of just it's like you just have to deal with it, <laughs> you know you can't just uh, <laughs> you, old yeller okay yeah I saw that mm-hmm. you know um, I don't think it's it's I mean the the animal cruelty is awful the yep. a, a, and the the sort of romanticizing of it and the the over the the overall theme of like you know hey nature is mm-hmm. nature is just full of death but as long as you have a good dog it's okay you know <laughs> um all animals suck except dogs yeah yeah and dogs <laughs> dogs only are only nice when they can kill other animals for you um <laughs> i mean and it it, it you know, it it plays very well and very smartly on that instinctive love of dogs that a lot of us have. Because if you think about it, like old Yeller in the movie does absolutely nothing to to redeem himself or prove himself to the family, other than he just starts killing the right animals. Like he does. Well, he starts saving them. He saves everybody's life at some point. Yeah, he does. But he but, saves Arliss's life. He saves the mom's life. He saves the. the Travis's life. He does, but he doesn't, I mean, but we also hear that he still is, like, stealing eggs and corn from other families, you know what I mean? Well, that's like, just him being a rascal. He's just, yeah, exactly. He's just he's just a rascal. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there's there there are parts of it that I feel like, I mean, there there are parts of the movie that that I don't hear referenced all that often that I that I kind of wish I, I mean that are relatively positive parts that I that I wish would have soaked into the the popular consciousness as much as the dog getting killed at the end. What, what positive thing? Well, like the, 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 even though it's really sentimental and very reductive, the the talk that Jim gives to Travis at the end is is fairly good parental advice in a very general sort of way you know because he doesn't dismiss how the kid is feeling he doesn't tell Mm -hmm. him to to man up and be a man it's just a dog it's the life is tough we're in you know we live in texas in the 19th century things are so bad we dream of kansas grow up pussy (laughs) yeah exactly here drink this yeah yeah have a a belt it burns drink more now you're a man drink it till you don't mind the burning lisbeth come here Punch her. You'll feel better. <laughs> she didn't do nothing, Papa. Punch her harder. <laughs> That's the way of things, son. Now drink again. What am I doing, Papa? <laughs> You're following in your old man's footsteps. <laughs> kick her down the hill. But she didn't do anything. I said kick her. <laughs> <laughs> One day you'll do this with your son. Now come on. 
Um, yeah, I mean, he, he, he doesn't, like, invalidate his feelings. He's, he says, you know, I mean, yeah, even though it's probably an overstatement from someone who presumably fought in a war, you know, he says, hey, that sounds like the roughest thing I've ever heard, you know, and I must have been terrible mm-hmm. for you, and you did a... And then he snickers a little. Yeah, yeah, you little pussy. I've seen man's head explode. <laughs> I'm supposed s- to get upset about this shit? This is the discussion after, and in the in the homestead. Really? He's upset because a dog died? Really? Really? I sawed off men's legs. I was a doctor for the Confederates. Yeah. Do you know why they called me Sawbones? Think about it. Think, because I had a saw, and there was bones that needed sawing. You know how many times I cried? Zero. <laughs> you know how bothered I am about any of it? Not at all. <laughs> um, but anyway, but he gives him a nice sort of, you know, uh, compassionate, loving speech about, yes. you know, how it, yeah, it, and he even tells it, he doesn't even tell him like, look, just, just forget about it and get over it. He says, you know, really is too bad. They had to wait for the father to come home. Yeah. And yeah, but that's the other thing. It's because like he, the mom don't have jack or shit to offer. No, all the mom all the mom knows how to do is keep clear of Arliss, which you have to imagine is a <laughs> lesson that she learned the hard way before the movie started. She um, asks her children politely to please stop picking up snakes. Yeah. <laughs> and to and, and asks the older brother to be a little more tolerant of his younger brother's incessant lying. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, so it's everybody remembers the guy, the kid shoots the dog, but they don't remember, you know, that the movie doesn't end with the dog getting shot. It goes on for a little bit, which I think was probably a smart decision on the part of well, the that filmmakers. Ended right there with him walking back to the house. <laughs> yes, smoke rising out of the cracks in the corn crib. Uh, <laughs> it shows him go into the house. They're all just standing there. Then they see a light flickering inside the house. Then the entire house just goes up into flames. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know, it He comes out with Arliss's head in one hand, <laughs> throws it at the mother, <laughs> turns it with his cold expressionless face and just stalks into the woods. <laughs> a Walt Disney picture, the end. <laughs> No, I mean it. It, 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 it it's uh, it's a kids' movie, and I can see if you see it as a seven, eight, nine, ten-year-old kid, uh, and and it's you would see that it would probably be a very dramatic movie, and that you know the death of Old Yeller would probably hit you pretty hard, and then the movie goes on for about another five to ten minutes to sort of let you process it and make try to make some sense of it, and have the father come back and say, you know, sometimes sad things like this happen, but you know, also life goes on, and it's not a terrible message to have in a kids movie. Um, no. Now, would I have liked to have that message without? Dog fights and and dog on and cow bear fights, fights and, and dog and on bear fights, fights. Yeah. and raccoon fights. Yeah, the number of rabbits that they let that dog catch and kill because <laughs> that's how you train a dog to chase <laughs> a rabbit. Yeah, of course I would. You know, would I have liked uh, a screenplay that didn't introduce Old Yeller's replacement fucking, like, halfway through? Like, <laughs> as if as if the kid constantly spending the first act talking about how he's going to shoot the dog wasn't foreshadowing enough. It's like, oh, What are you going to name puppy. the puppy, Arliss? Foreshadow. <laughs> exactly. This is Old Yeller's replacement when he dies. New Yeller. New Yeller. <laughs> Actually, if uh, there, the, the, the pup's name, apparently, according to the sequel, is Savage Sam. 
Oh, uh, great. There was a sequel to Old Yeller, not nearly as well known, called Savage Sam, which stars a lot of the same people. Stars uh, the Yay. same the same actors playing Travis and Arliss. Goody. Yeah, I know. So you can see, if you want to find out what happened to Arliss, you can... I don't care. <laughs> but anyway, so I mean, I don't think it's like... I. I all of the things that we've been making fun of and all of the, the really horrific techniques that were presumably used to make the movie um, mm-hmm. are should rightly be be uh, condemned. But a- as a movie in general, I don't think it's great, um, but I don't think it's terrible. I think if I try to imagine what it was like to watch this movie as, as a little kid, I would probably like the movie. And I think that's that's what it is. It's like a, it's a, it's a decent kids movie. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's that's my two cents. Here's my two cents. <laughs> Fuck this movie. It's garbage. <laughs> now, I'm going to say this right now. From a historical perspective, I have no doubt that this is an extraordinarily important movie to boomers. Mm. Those boomers went on to create the popular culture of the last 30 years. So, of course, they were going to reference this high, this movie that I don't necessarily influence them, but definitely left an emotional impact on them. Because they love the movie, or they love that dog, and yeah. then that dog got shot, and they got upset, and then they they populated popular culture. When this boomer generation disappears, so is Old Yeller. That's probably because true. Because Old Yeller has nothing else to offer. Nothing. It's not a good film. You argue that if you're six or seven years old and you watch this movie now, you would get engaged and all this other stuff. I have a feeling that if you're six or seven years old and you watch this movie now, you'd become upset because you're watching a dog and a bear attack each other. (laughs) Yeah, true. And I think that you are astute enough to go, what? And you, as a parent, you can't go, well, that's pretend. Because it's obviously not pretend. Or when the when when they're pulling the legs out from underneath that cow to get it to fall over, over and over and over yeah. again. And you go, Mama, what's wrong with that ho- that that cow? That, at that point, as a responsible parent, you take the DVD out or you turn off the computer or whatever and you just throw it out into the road. Because <laughs> <clears throat> there are too many questions that this movie is going to bring up with, with a small child watching it. Now, you could lie to your child. That's a time-honored tradition and just lie to them and say, oh, it's all make-pretend. Yeah. So that they can resent you later when they find out how much animal abuse went on in this movie. But, I mean, the basic, the basic thing is, is that... I knew that I was not going to like this film the instant they started singing at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Because it was a tone-deaf, pointless song that really doesn't pertain really to Old Yeller. They talk about how much he loves hunting (laughs) and how that makes him the greatest dog in the Old West. That's about it, really. (laughs) Now let's watch what happens when he meets up with his family. I hate the sanitized West. I've always hated the sanitized West. And that's all we have here. It's basically a one-set movie. It's just the homestead and the surrounding environments. We never go to town. We never see anything else. People come riding up and they go, Howdy, y'all! And then they leave and they say, Slong, y'all! And we stay in the same fucking area. I don't like any of the characters. I fucking hate Arliss. I've never wanted to drop kick a child so hard in my entire life. I don't like Travis, who's uh, literally just gets this look of glee on his face whenever that dog starts killing something else or goes after it. He's just like, yeah, it's creepy. The mother is a doormat. I'm sorry. Mom's a doormat. Dad's absent. Lizbeth is. I'm sorry, Lizbeth. You're. I'm I'm sure you have other qualities, but you're just. Do you have a personality, Lizbeth? <laughs> <laughs> other than you really like Travis, 
so the, the the script is weak. There was a whole bunch of stories like this coming out. There's another one that called Where the Red Fern Grows. Oh. And it's like, I'm going to double down. Not one dog, two dogs. Yes. <laughs> Let's see if we can psychologically destroy these kids. <laughs> Lassie must be like, thank God I made it to the end of every one of my movies. Yeah. At least I made it out alive. They didn't try to kill me off for the cheap sentimental ending. So while I do agree that the message at the end about don't let tragedy taint the other good parts because they're good parts, I think that's a great message. That's a, a total of 30 seconds yeah. out of this hour and a half. The rest of it is uh, one animal abuse scene to the next animal abuse scene. <laughs> and I'm not invested in these characters enough to care. I really am not. Um, you know, yeah, he hates he hates Old Yeller at the beginning, and then he falls in love with him, and then he has to shoot him, and I don't care that he has to shoot Old Yeller at the end. Like I said, I've never seen this movie, so I was anticipating that maybe this is a classic and it's going to work its magic and I'm going to feel something. I didn't. I was just waiting for that to happen because then I'd know that the movie was almost over. Because they can't really do much else after the dog's dead, right, Steve? <laughs> Pretty much. Well, they they have to they have to establish the the other dog as the replacement. Oh, yeah, as Young Yeller. Young Yeller. So, um, do I think that it's earned its place in movie history? I think it's earned a temporary place in movie history because I honestly believe that there aren't new generations of people jumping onto this film and going, "Yay!" I see a lot of knee jerk. Like I said, it has a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm really starting to question how many people actually watched this movie and viewed it as a film. I view this as a film, and as a film, it doesn't work for me. It's too simplistic, it's too violent, and I don't know enough about any of the characters to become emotionally involved with any of them. The kids don't have real personalities. Travis is a jerk. Arliss <laughs> is an idiot. Yeah. And their mom may as well be played by a bucket with a face pasted to it, because there's nothing... <laughs> There's nothing there. The only interesting character is Burn. And Burn shows up and goes, Hi, I'm cool. And then he leaves. <laughs> and I'm like, Can we just follow him back to town and back to the camp and whatever? So, yeah. Um, Steve? Yeah. Classic or not classic? You know, it's, 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 very, it's very on the line for me. But I have to say, just on the, purely on its own merit, I would have to say not classic, even though I don't mm -hmm. think it's terrible. Yeah. yeah. There are better kids' movies. There are better kids' animal movies out there. Yeah. There are better kids' animal movies out there where the animal doesn't fucking die, but you're more, in, you're more engaged yeah. with the, the, the relationship between the kid and the animal. This one does the dirty trick of having the boy kill the dog at the end of the movie. That one thing, that is the only memorable thing. That is the only thing that 99% of the people who have heard the word Old Yeller, oh, the movie where the kid has to kill the dog at the end. Yeah. I, most people probably have never heard it, but they know that one thing about it, right? Oh, yeah, it's that's the meme of the movie, yeah. Yeah, and that's not enough to get you to watch it. I need something to get me involved so that that, that one moment means something important. You know that that is that is something that is that is means something to the characters that and they, these are characters that I care about. I don't. I don't. I don't. Yeah. You know, Old Yeller is a prop <laughs> in this movie, and so when I don't, when I have nothing invested in him, why why should I care if if, if the prop suddenly starts snarling and then they have to shoot him? <laughs> so, as far as I'm concerned, mm, not a classic. Ooh. 
That's hardly fit, a surprise, though. And fit well. I mean, I you know sometimes I'll I'll recognize I recognize that Gone with the Wind is a classic. I, there's nothing I can do to prevent it, but right. it doesn't deserve to be. And I'll say this right now: Is Old Yeller a classic? Sure. Does it deserve to be? No. <laughs> <laughs> Disney has made better animal person films since then. So, and guys, look, you're lucky because the other animal person movie, kid movie that we could have done was Free Willy. Ooh. And we still can do that. (laughs) (laughs) If you kids don't behave yourselves. If you guys don't behave, quiet down back there. We're going to review Free Willy. So, yeah, I don't, yeah, no. And here's the thing. I don't consider it a classic, and I don't recommend anyone seeing it. The one thing that you need to know about Old Yeller, you already know. Yeah. So you don't need to watch, you don't have to sit through an hour and a half of awful just to confirm the thing that you already know about. Yes, the, the, the dog does, in fact, die at the end. (laughs) <laughs> it's not like they're swerving you. No. It's not like this is a big trick. No, they foreshadow it relentlessly for the entire movie. Yeah. I watch Old Yeller, and then they got to the end part, and it turns out the dog shot the kid. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't anybody tell me? This is like the best-kept secret in popular culture. <laughs> I loved it. So, Steve, yeah. do you have a movie to recommend that's related to the movie that we just watched? I, I do. Um, it's, you know, Please tell me it's Plague Dogs. Oh, I was going to say, there, there are so many movies that I feel tempted to recommend after watching this movie. Uh, Cujo, uh, Pet Cemetery. Uh, no, I'm actually I'm going to recommend a movie that, that is a dog movie, but is a very oh. different kind of dog movie. Um, oh. It's uh, a movie. It's one of my favorite comedies from the last... 20 years or so uh and it's a movie it's a movie from the year 2000 called best in show oh yay it is a dog movie yes that is about it's one of the uh the seemingly endless number of mockumentaries directed by christopher guest and starring Mm -hmm. this brilliant company of improvisational comedy actors uh this is the, the same general group that also have done uh waiting for guffman and uh this is spinal tap a mighty wind mighty wind oh yeah for your consideration i mean they've done a lot of of these types of movies where it's largely improvised uh in 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 the scenes and this movie is about a, a very eclectic group of people from all over the country who are converging uh to all go to a, a prestigious dog show uh, mm-hmm. And so you, you meet these 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 wacky oddball characters and their dogs, and yeah. it's just hysterical. Um, it, it's the cast is terrific, like uh, Peanut. Yeah, yeah, Christopher Walnut. Christopher Guest. Pecan, pecan nut. <laughs> Christopher Guest plays a character who maybe you could have shown up in Old Yeller. Oh yeah, know? he could have. Uh, and his. I wish he had with his ventriloquist dummy. <laughs> yeah. Why'd he shoot that dog? Well, I don't know. <laughs> he ain't going to shoot me, is he? Well, I don't think so. <laughs> um, yeah, and in Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara and Michael McKeon and uh, just a, a fantastic cast uh, of of really funny actors. The and usual suspects for these. The films. usual suspects for 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 Christopher Guest mockumentary movies. Yeah, and it's it's mm-hmm. it's really funny, and uh, it's the kind of movie that if you because most dog movies I have to say are not that great, and they rely very hard on those 
tropes that old yeller kind of leans on like you know mm-hmm. oh i gee i wonder if the dog's gonna die you know or or be terribly injured and there will be like a lot of sympathy on the dog you know mm-hmm. um uh and and best in show is not uh, it's about people who have dogs and love dogs and have in most of their cases devoted their entire lives to their dogs mm-hmm. uh but it's not about the dogs themselves it's not cutesy and sort of you know all about scoring cheap points with the dogs it's actually a really funny really smart movie um and that is my recommendation if, if you count this as a dog movie i say this is far and away my favorite dog movie uh Yay. best in show well as you guys know i recommend a movie from the same year that's hopefully related to the movie we just watched i scanned all the movies that were made in 1957 and couldn't find another fucking dog movie to save my goddamn life old yeller killed so Huh? Old Yeller killed them all. Yeah. So what I'm going to have to do is I'm going to have to do the opposite thing. The thing that I usually do when I can't find a related movie from the same year, I have to take a movie that um, is like the polar opposite of the film we just watched. So I'm doing that. And I, like I said before, there were a number of really great movies, but I'm not going to recommend them because I hopefully, hopefully we will do a review of The Seventh Seal mm-hmm. or, or Twelve Angry Men or Paths of Glory. I can almost guarantee you we are at some point. So I had to pick one where I don't think we would necessarily review it on this show. I'm starting <laughs> to have second thoughts, but I'm going to recommend it anyway. It's a little movie based on Macbeth. Ooh. Starring uh, Tashiro Mifune. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Izuka, here we go. Isuzu Yamada and Takahashi Shimura. Oh. Directed by Akira Kurosawa. It is one of my favorite films of all time. Throne of Blood. <sighs> <laughs> Guys, if you haven't seen Throne of Blood, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> It is maybe one of the best movies ever made. It has a, oh my fucking Christ, how did they shoot that ending? It literally does. And if you've ever wanted to see someone literally risk their own life to make a film, watch Throne of Blood for the very ending. It is, guys, we have not yet done an Akira Kurosawa film. And one of the reasons why I don't think we've done one yet is because I don't think Steve and I could ever sit down and decide which one to do. <laughs> That's true. It would be very, very difficult. Um, and I'm desperate to do one simply because there's a lot of people who don't know about Toshiro Mifune yet. Yeah. They just don't. And they should because he's maybe the greatest actor who's ever lived. He's amazing. And yeah. <laughs> he's amazing. He's like, imagine, imagine Clint Eastwood only such a badass that he would make Clint Eastwood pee his pants on sight. Yeah. Well, that, and also he had range. Oh, he was an amazing he had, actor. He, he didn't play the same character over and over again. Um, he, you know, as he aged, his character, the type of characters he played aged. And um, yes, he got typecast as a shogun um, or as a, 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 a ronin a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's fantastic and he's fantastic in this and it is basically an adaptation of, it's an adaptation of Macbeth, but set in, in feudal Japan and, um, it's gorgeous for a black and white film. It is gorgeous and perfect. And, um, it was so made, it's hard to believe it was made in 1957 because you watch it now and you're like, God damn it. This is a great goddamn movie. And it really, really really is. I don't need to tell you anything about it. Just fucking watch it. Watch it without the sound on, for the love of God. It's one of those movies. 
where you don't even have to you you don't even have to listen to the dialogue. You can just watch it as like a and it was kind of designed after no theater. Yeah. Right? Japanese no theater. So you don't necessarily even need to have the translation on. You can be listening to just with the soundtrack on just from the framing and the way he shoots the fucking movie is engaging enough for you to watch from beginning to end and you pretty much pick up on everything that's going on. So, yeah, you, you, this is what this this is what old yellow drove me to. It drove me <laughs> to recommend one of my favorite movies ever. <laughs> so, go find Throne of Blood. Also, great title. Oh. Shakespeare could have learned a few things. <laughs> yeah, and cuz if he had named Macbeth Throne of Blood, it never would have stopped playing. <laughs> it would still be. We would be with this is the three hundredth year of, of Throne of Blood. <laughs> the, the original production still going. <laughs> exactly. And yeah, and the other thing about it is, even though it is a a, a fairly close in terms of plot uh, adaptation of Macbeth, because it is uh, is staged and shot in the way it is, it feels so original. It feels it's it's unlike any other film I've ever seen it's it is it is gorgeous yeah it's really amazing gorgeous movie um so yeah hey we're done we're done we did it we're done goodbye old yeller (laughs) go away go on i'm throwing rocks at you old yeller go away don't you throw rocks at my dog shut up you i'm throwing rocks at you now too (laughs) hey steve yeah hey man we have to do this again yeah what what movie do you want to throw rocks at next week or next episode (laughs) Well, I realized, you know, we keep finding genres that we haven't done yet. Yeah. It's hard to believe. It's almost as if the movie movies are multifaceted. Weird. And there are lots of different alleyways that you can walk down. And uh, there's one that we haven't done yet. Is there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mysteries. Oh, yeah. Like a, a legit mystery. Yeah. Not not a film noir, but like a legit mystery movie. Yeah, like a whodunit. With like a, yeah, like a whodunit with like a detective and a whole bunch of suspects. And I think there's only really one movie that we can do. What, 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 what movie is that? Well, it's a little movie that's set on a train. Oh, okay. Number of different suspects. Yeah. Gee, I wonder which one did it. <laughs> And it stars a famous detective. <gasps> oh, okay. It's, it features Hercule Poirot. Hercule Poirot. My second favorite detective oh. after Sherlock Holmes. You guys are probably wondering, why aren't we doing a Sherlock Holmes? Hey, fuckos, you name me a Sherlock's Holmes mystery that has that has entered the, the, the pop culture lexicon. Sherlock Holmes has. Yeah. Name me a story. That has been filmed. <laughs> that has been filmed. <laughs> Waiting. That's Nothing? True. Yeah. That's right. That's why we're going to Agatha Christie. That's why we're going to Arcuparo. And also because they're remaking it needlessly with uh, Kenneth Branagh. Kenneth Branagh, yeah. That movie that we're going to review next time, I want you guys to go find it. There's a number of different versions. We're doing the good one. <laughs> Featuring one of my favorite actors of all time, Albert Finney, mm-hmm. as a Belgian. <laughs> <laughs> he had range. Yeah, he did. 1974's Murder on the Orient Express. So if you guys want to get all the jokes, go find that movie. I'm sure you can find it. I bet uh, a popularity search has suddenly popped up now that yeah. they've announced the, the, that they're going to do a, a redo. Um, if you guys don't know the plot and you want to save the remake, um, maybe not listen to the show because we're going to spoil the shit out of it. Yeah, there there is a murder on the Orient Express. Mm-hmm. That's not the, but that's not that's the twist. The that's, that's the premise, basically. <laughs> 
would have been really a twist if there was it turns out there wasn't a murder and the guy just gets up and goes no i'm fine (laughs) well you know technically it's manslaughter (laughs) it's not murder per se okay you're spoiling it already (laughs) so that's it thanks guys for listening in once again for late seating This has been Jason Harding, and go see a movie this week. And this has been Steve Shives, and remember, now and then, for no good reason, life will haul off and knock a man flat. What? Just like, yeah, you know what? Like, this one time I wanted to do a podcast, and I wanted to do one where I praised movies all the time, and and I do this now. (laughs) (laughs) Turns out nobody wanted to listen to the positive podcast. (laughs) No, they only like it when I'm in pain, Paul. (laughs) I'm in pain. Oh, son, you're going to have to get used to that. Why do I have to get used to anything? Because... Oh, look. Arliss is running to town naked. Oh, let him go. <laughs> He's got the gun. Let him go. He'll learn. <laughs> we, live in, we live in Texas in the 1870s, son, where things are so bad people dream of moving to Kansas. <laughs> Except for our little piece of Texas, which looks a lot like Southern California. I was going to say that myself. Hey, Paul, why is it that every animal in the wild wants to kill us? <laughs> because... Everything. Every animal. Every animal. Because humanity deserves it, son. Yesterday, I caught chipmunks trying to poison my oatmeal. <laughs> Can't turn your back on a chipmunk. How many times have I told you that? Oh, then... The, and I also saw sparrows trying to drop dynamite down the chimney. <laughs> What did you do, Paul? What did you do to the animals around here, Paul, before we were born? Nothing. You did something because everything hates us. Look, you can't... Why do we live so far from town? You can't run a farm with groundhogs all running underneath it. I had to do something, and I did what I had to do. So I broke into their temple and destroyed their god. (laughs) Most folks around here never heard of napalm. Well, I know what it is. (laughs) And I used it, by God. I invented it. Bye, everybody. (laughs) Bye, everybody. Late Seating is a Let Me Listen podcast production featuring Steve Shives and Jason Harding. Produced by Jason Harding. Theme music, Rollin' at Five, composed and performed by Kevin McLeod. You can find more Let Me Listen podcast productions at our website at www.letmelistenpodcast.com. You can also find us on Stitcher, iTunes, or just about anywhere you download podcasts. Late Seating is a listener-supported podcast. If you would like to support Late Seating or any of the other Lemme Listen productions for as little as $1 a month, please visit our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash Lemme Listen. And thanks for listening.